This is the talk of Music City Real Estate. Welcome back to another episode of the Talk of Music City Real Estate. Where we educate and motivate all things real estate. My name is Monty Moore with Realty One Group Music City. Hey, and I'm Carrie M with CMG Financial and My Mortgage Team. Every week we'll be posting a new episode chock full of Nashville real estate value. Yes, and you can follow them and subscribe at thetalkmusiccity.com. Got a question for us? Ask away. Questions at talkmusiccity.com. That's questions at talkmusiccity.com. Good afternoon, Monty. Carrie Ann, good to see you back. You know, we are, uh, you know, being realtors and mortgage professionals, we are never supposed to talk about any sort of political opinions, okay? And I want to make that clear to my realtor friends out there. I don't want to see any of you ever making any political political Uh, conversations, okay? None. I don't want to see none. <laughs> I wonder who he's voting for. Oh my gosh, too funny. I love it. No, but I, 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 I got to give a shout out to my son, Caleb Moore, who has his own podcast, yeah. Backyard Theology. You might want to check it out, but uh, he sent me the, the goods and I'm grateful for that. There you so, go. Your son loves you. Good to see you. We have a guest today. We're going to talk about the ever important uh, topic. You know, one thing I've learned, Carrie Ann, that selling a home is probably only half of the challenge. Obviously, getting it to the finish line right. is the harder part, and and uh, our guest is going to talk about how to get it to the finish line. But before we do that, we get to talk about our sponsor. Yes, our amazing sponsor, Music City Removal. They are the number one removal service company. Um, yes, they are. Is this my thing? Look at me. I don't even know where I'm at here. Here we go. Yes, they're number one removal service in Nashville from residential, commercial, and construction. They're experts in ridding you of junk. Their costs include labor and dumping fees without any hidden or added expenses. Whether you need a full clean-out or just one item removed, they have you covered. The Music City Removal Team knows the importance of respect and trust while in someone else's home. They understand the inconvenience of junk left behind by previous homeowners and tenants and are determined to provide an affordable and customer-focused junk removal service that puts you first. For a free on-site estimate, go to musiccityremoval.com. That's musiccityremoval.com. Yes, because Music City Removal, clutter ain't cute. Clutter ain't cute. No, it isn't. Do you know how many times we see appraisals now with so much clutter mm. in some of these houses mm-hmm. You know that um, have leftover junk? So definitely check out Music City Removal services. They are awesome. So we've got the one and only Aaron with us today. Yay, Aaron Schroer. Yes. He's never had applause that, before. You can see oh, that. Oh, it's amazing. It's good to be here again. Thanks, guys. Yes, oh, it's absolutely. always great to see you. You're such a supporter of the local real estate community here. And so we're blessed to have you because you are right, Monty. It's not just about selling a home. It is talking and working with a trusted inspector and or inspection company, too. And That's Aaron's, a big part Aaron, of it. Aaron, you own Tennessee Home Inspectors, inspectors right? Is that it is. Company. That, that's correct. That's what your shirt says. Tennessee Home Inspector. Tennessee Home Inspector. <laughs> there you go. How long um, have you owned that company? I think I started it six years ago. Wonderful. We, what was your passion to get it started? I love houses. From the time I was a kid, I used to go in empty houses, you know, under construction and climb around in the ceilings and the trusses. Yeah. And so is that what out. makes you qualified to be a home inspector? The Besides I being extremely, per, you know, Harvey? The things I did as a child. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, my my background is kind of diverse, and, and there's and construction experience and, and a lot of computer experience and just attention to detail, and um, I'm an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. 
So I love that. I had, a, I had a great mentor in the home inspection industry, taught me a bunch, and, and I've kind of passed that on to continue. I, I got to tell you, Aaron, you know, for, for the detail and the effort – Man, I don't know how you. I don't know how you guys you know, make a living at these and ins- doing an inspection for you know what four or five hundred dollars. You know, you're spending four hours there. You're carrying this responsibility that if that dishwasher dies between that inspection and closing, guess whose fault it is? They pointed us quick. <laughs> they pointed yeah. you quick. Anyhow, there's just I don't know how you do it. I'm just grateful that you do, and I've learned a long time ago that it's really important to have a scrutinizing inspector on the front end with great bedside manner and you guys do all of your guys are awesome i've mm. used each one of them that i know of and um and all of my clients have been very very pleased with them you know i don't know if you know this or not but about uh let's say eight years ago nine years ago i i uh, used an inspector who's still out there inspecting by the way and he didn't see such a, a didn't see a major problem on the front of a house and the whole front of it had been eaten up with termites and i got sued he got sued, but he didn't bother showing up because he let his you know insurance expire, um, and uh, that cost me a nine-hour deposition and thousands of dollars. Mm. Nine-hour deposition. It felt like I was a you know grasshopper between chickens just being pecked on. I mean, I wanted to cry when I came out of that deposition. It was it was a painful experience, but it taught me to be you know to go out there and find an inspector who maybe was a little harder on the front end, more thorough on the front end, maybe. Because I'd, I learned a long time ago, I'd rather kill a deal on the front end than have to apologize on it for it later on. But I mean, you, you guys, I think, are very thorough at the same time, have a great bedside manner. Um, your guys are very, very great representations of who you are and, and do a good job. So thank you for being on the show today. You're welcome. That that bedside manner is important, and we teach that. It's, it is. It's, it's one thing to present information this way or that way. You can scare people off really quick where you can – you can just inform them, let them know, hey, you know, this is what's going on. These things can be fixed. Let me tell you how that might be done. Mm-hmm. Work with your agent. If this house is good for you, you can work with those things. Right. It's- well, you know, sometimes they write these, some of the inspectors I see write these words and this language that mm-hmm. makes it seem and feel so big and grand and like, oh my gosh, the house is falling apart. And it's like two small things, but it's the words that they use are mm-hmm. so large, you know. Um, and so you guys keep it simple. Uh, yes, I hate that strategy. You guys, you guys live in such a, I mean, you've got to be thorough so you stay out of court, mm-hmm. but you've got to be user friendly or hopefully so, so that the real estate community and the consumers want to you know to want to work with you but mm-hmm. you know i see i see such an extreme on the other side of wanting to stay out of court that they list everything and then of course we have such a newer population of real estate professionals in our local economy that they don't know how to sometimes manage the expectations right. have you noticed that i do and 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 realistically we serve three masters when we're doing an inspection mm-hmm. one we we have to inform the client educate mm-hmm. them we do have to cover our butt or we do end up in trouble, so you can't sure. gloss over things. Right. While we, at the same time, are pleasing to agents, so they'll refer us, and, and we keep growing as a company. It's a yeah. real balance that you have to play in there. It know? is, it but is. I think too. I don't approve every loan, right? Meaning, mm-hmm. I don't think every right. deal is going to be, no. you know, sugar coated, etc. Like sometimes we do have to give the bad news, but it's all about how we give it mm-hmm. um, and how quickly we give it, you mm-hmm. know, as well. But also there could be 20 different things on that house, right? Mm-hmm. That 
to the average Joe, it looks overwhelming, but possibly it only takes this or that to, to complete. And it's still a house that I love the bones and I love everything about it. And that's an easy fix, you know? Yes. Um, so that still could be a win, you know? Yeah. And what, what I've learned from my experience is that you have to be very, for any inspectors who might be listening, you have to be very considerate on how you present that information. Sure. Don't ever pull the rug out from your agents. Let them do their job so that when you present the information, they can mitigate that. Mm-hmm. You know, they can work a deal. They can they can finagle that deal to where it still happens. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's a, if it's a new roof or waterproofing a basement, there's options out there that agents can can work together to to sure. accomplish. The worst thing an inspector can do is is kill it at the house during inspection when they right. haven't had a chance to do their. Right, their agent work. Right, and emotion. I mean, we learned with COVID, you know, fear and emotion can can make people, you know, quickly shift. Right, so making sure that it's always presented in a way that is educational um, and is understanding. But on the flip side, like this house could look beautiful, right? I mean, there could be beautiful lipstick on this pig um but at the end of the day it could be a house that omg we do not want to purchase you know i mean yes. i um bought one of those houses <laughs> so i mean right now we got a quote it's a hundred and twenty five thousand dollars to replace all the windows there's mushrooms growing out of my windows right now windows. mushrooms Wow. Yeah, it's and worse. it's getting worse and worse. And we talked about that before. And I thought I could just you Ain't know just spend that when you sell it. I mean, it's hard to find a home that grows nice mushrooms <laughs> out of the windows. Yeah, insulating properties, but you would think the beautiful house that we purchased, right, wouldn't have any issues, right, or inspections. And come to find out, you know, you need that inspector that'll pull the curtains away, that will look at the windows, right, that will do all of that. And that's what is so important as the real estate agents out there is to find an inspector with a good reputation that will tell you the good and the bad right not just help you sell that particular house i think that's really important and you guys guys do a great job of that definitely i think i think it's really important as real estate professionals that we manage the expectations and part of that is i believe anyhow is that look let's focus on the things that matter most let's not get hung up on cosmetic issues or if that door latches or if that light bulb is burned out but let's let's stay focused on the things that matter most the things like safety the things like structural, the things like mechanical, the things are working properly, they're the major components of right. the house. Because you know, the problem is, when, as a listing agent who's been doing this a long time, when I have somebody send me this long list, it only ends up alienating my client, my seller to the buyer. Because now, you know, I mean, I just went through this a couple of weeks ago, and my, my client you know, felt like they had really blessed this young family by choosing them of the five offers they had to choose from. And they were nitpicking on some of the minor, minor details. Mm-hmm. And it really, it hurt their, I mean, it really hurt their feelings. And, you know, that's part of my job as well is, you know, just like in the buying side is to say, hey, look, don't take it personally. The inspector's got to stay out of court. The buyer is going to, you know, maybe ask, but this is not a brand new home. So we're just going to reject some of these things and stay focused on the things that matter most. But then, then we get into these. If we don't, if the my conviction is, if the buyer side of it comes in with unrealistic expectations that 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 seller is going to make this home look like a new one, you know, the, the relationship's not going to last too long. Too long at that point. So, well, I had a situation on when we sold our house. It was a cut and paste, right? It was just a cut and paste of the long list you had or whoever had. You know, the inspector did on the contract for us to fix all that Mm -hmm. you know and for a certain dollar figure right right and so like that's where i realized if i didn't have someone that understood what that term meant 
I thought that was worth $10,000 and was only $150, you know, right. at Lowe's, right? Meaning uh-huh. I wouldn't know either if we're not educated on what mm-hmm. this long terminology means. So share with us. So you go to the home. What are the main things that you are looking for? You know, when I'm telling, because again, the consumers make sure everybody knows that they're going to sign a document on a government loan that it is in their best interest to get a home inspection, right? So we all educate everybody that you're not required, but it is in your best interest and your buyers will sign documents that state that. They do not um, buy a home without, even if it's brand new, do not buy a home without a home inspection, at least a home inspection light, if not a complete one, but certainly a, a, yeah, everybody, absolutely. whether it be FHA or, or any kind where I think a lot of mistakes are made is that people forget even on new construction because that new that home's got a one year warranty that doesn't mean anything and it's only that warranty is only as good as the company. And I could tell you some stories on that. So answer her question. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the big things are what you really need to focus on, like roof, HVAC. You know, what's the electrical system as a whole? Maybe not. You know, this outlet is miswired. Who cares about that? But the, the system as a whole. Um, you know, they're going to want to know the appliances work, simple things like that. Getting lost in the minutia is the slippery slope. And, and that's part of, well, inspectors have to put it in their report to cover their butt. But the cosmetic stuff is not that mission critical. Mm-hmm. Um, things like light bulbs, like you mentioned earlier, you know, the inspector has to put it in there. Because if that fixture is bad mm-hmm. or the circuit's bad sure, and right. there's no power to that fixture. You can't tell at that Yeah, point. he's in trouble now. So. He still has to put it in. Mm-hmm. And how we like to manage and, and, and mitigate that list is to put things in as improvements, monitor, note. Those things don't make it to the summary. Mm-hmm. The summary is the safety, the repair, uh, the consult item. So if we think an engineer might need to look at the place, that's going to be in the summary as a consult. Mm-hmm. Um, and that way, everything at the back is more what the agent should be concerned with, mm-hmm. not the little settling cracks that are in most every house, especially if you have nice ceilings that have angles and things. Mm. Interesting. So, so Aaron, if you could summarize for us, let's say, top things that, uh, I mean, as a listing agent, I think it's really important to prepare your, your listings. That, that would, I think, alleviate a lot of the challenges mm-hmm. if, if the listing agents would take a moment and say, okay, if the homeowner has been here for more than, I mean, what do you think? Three years, five years? Ten years. What? What is you? When do you think that there needs to be a third set of eyes to come look at a house, especially underneath it, if somebody's been there at the house for a while? Is think, there a rule of thumb? I think that three to five year range is a really good point because I've seen so many deals fall apart in the crawl space. Right. And we exactly. always inspect that last, mm-hmm. and I've been really bullish on houses and then been through the crawl space and been like, whoa, 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 guys, yeah. let's slow down. Yeah. This may not be right for you with the yeah. things you've told me. Yeah. Um, so. I think in that period, it's time to consider doing a, a maintenance inspection or, like you said earlier, home inspection light. I know you're a proponent. You get a lot of those on your mm-hmm. listings. We've done several for your clients. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes we just give in a little minor punch list of things, but I've found some pretty serious issues on a pre-listing inspection, too. Mm-hmm. And it's great for them to be able to mitigate those problems on the front end. Love that. That's really so, good. Yeah. I, I did one in, in, in Murfreesboro recently that you know the house was pretty normal stuff they had already done foundation work repaired windows he was doing touch-up paint it was beautiful and i got to the crawl space and they had a plumbing leak for probably six months they didn't know about he inherited the house Mm. his mother's house and just a total disaster down there Mm. and now he's got an insurance claim that they can manage before the house goes to market right Right. smart Yeah, yeah for sure big win there 
you know, it's interesting when selling a house, again, there's emotions on both sides, right? Is you as the seller and then you as the buyer. So I want you to find everything for me if I'm the buyer, right? But Mm -hmm. then on the seller, don't be finding anything, you know? Mm -hmm. This house is perfect, right? (laughs) Like it's both sides of the the fence. But I had a situation where I had four things on an inspection on my first go round and then that deal fell apart and literally I had like two and a half pages on the second go round right mm-hmm. I mean it's just interesting how each inspector you know um, I wish is there any standards that we all have to like for a loan I have to do from beginning to middle and end like the same way is there anything from a regulation standpoint on an inspection yes the department of commerce and agriculture regulates our industry and there are standards of practice that have to be maintained they're they're pretty vague um, as far as what exactly you have to call out, you know, it, it's definitely not a code compliance inspection. So we're not inspecting it up to code, but still people want to know, is it up to code? So sure. we avoid that word. Um, but when you're gauging a system, it's like, where do you draw the line? And that is, they've, they've given that discretion to, to inspectors to make their own decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have to report, you know, we do have to test a representative number of windows and outlets and and we have to inspect the main electrical panel and things like that but you know we have to inspect the water heater but what do you say about the water heater do do you make mention that it doesn't have pipe insulation there that it doesn't have an expansion tank Mm -hmm. um you know certain municipalities require those things certain ones don't i got you okay where you're at and how it's done they're so what, what do you do in that case? Do you have to know each municipality? <laughs> I mitigate that in our verbiage, <laughs> you know, saying that that conduit was not present, that a expansion tank was not present. I look at the age of the water heater. Okay, it was installed in 2016 in Davidson County. It's a repair. It's in Clarksville now. It's an improvement. Um, making note in the report sometimes. So as an inspector, you have to keep up with all those policies? I've written changes. our library so that we don't have to, <laughs> saying it may not have been I got you. required right. in the municipality when the water heater was installed, right. but it could be adopted later. I got you. And that gives us the protection where when, when, a, when a plumber comes in to replace a water heater, they upsell on these new things that were not present and the client wants to know why wasn't that in my report. That's a mm-hmm. phone call I've received before. It's like, well, I better let them know up front so those questions are answered before they, they happen. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So let's talk about a house um, that has fireplaces, um, and then there's, a, let's say, there's outdoor patio area. Mm-hmm. How far do you inspect? Meaning, do you inspect those fireplaces, or is it just walls in? You know what I'm saying? How? Mm-hmm. What is the regulations and then do i then have to hire another inspector out for all the others things fireplaces are a great example because what we can inspect is limited what a technician from you know a hearth and grill place or a chimney suite might might be able to look at is is different they can take things apart they can look deeper as they would on an hvac system that Mm -hmm. technical inspection could be could be more um we're not required to inspect detached structures, detached garages, okay, um, fences, trees. There, there's a lot of things. Any low voltage equipment. So if the house has a studio where they have they have lights in the in the lawn, those are all outside the scope. Now your inspector may include those as a courtesy. Um, pools, same way. Mm. 
Interesting. So you would actually have to, if if your house has all those other add-ons, you have to get other inspections. Mm-hmm. So if you were to do, um, a, is is the price of an inspection square footage of a home, how many bedrooms a home, or is it a, a one price for all? How does it work? Typically in our area, it's age, size, and location. Okay. And that's true for most inspection companies. That's pretty standard stuff. And then you have the buyer pay that directly? Mm-hmm. Okay. Up front? Mm-hmm. Up front or upon delivery. Okay. That's very good. So, and they can use a credit card or does that have to be mm-hmm. in cash form? They definitely can pay by credit. So that's nice. So let's go back to so the... So many uh, things have to be paid in cash up front with us. So. Right. <laughs> yeah, let's go back What's to cash? the... Uh, I'm, an, I'm a newer agent. I've got a listing... The folks have been there, I find out, for 15 years. What's what's the best conversation at that point, Aaron, that you feel like that would help that agent not have a disastrous surprise 45 days later when, they're in spent, when that outside inspection is done? I think the easiest question would be to ask them what they've been meaning to do. Mm. They already know. Mm. For the most part, there's a lot of things that they do know now mm. that would be very cheap to repair that if if they were taken care of on the front end would never make it to that 35 45 page report Mm. and that big sticker shock that that feeling of overwhelm that a a buyer gets is what you know we have to walk people off that ledge that that hits them in the gut Mm -hmm. so if if they could address that and and make that list smaller then that's a really quick win um, if they want to go past that and, and dig into the house a little bit, that's not a bad idea either. So yeah, I think yeah. You know, personally, I'm committed to anybody who's been there in the house for over five years. I'm always recommending. Hey, I would for what is two hundred fifty, three hundred dollars, depending on the size of the home. Come in and at least get somebody underneath the crawl space and maybe in the attic or look mm-hmm. at the roof. Or um, that I'm committed to that because that's what I have found to be such a benefit. Although everybody's you know, different as far as the scrutiny of an inspection. I just, you know, I just had one of your guys do an inspection for me last week, and even though the agent was thorough enough to get inspection done ahead of time, her guy apparently wasn't really thorough on the on the potential moisture issues of the front of that house, and because of all the dormers and all the design and and uh, the type of material that was used, there was a lot of water that has been sh- you know showing signs of soaking and. Mm-hmm. And doing things down in the crawl space, and so that's got to be inside the wall. But it wasn't, you know, it wasn't looked at close enough, apparently. So I guess when you're doing that pre-inspection, I guess for the those who are considering that, make sure they've got somebody like your your company that's going to be maybe a little thorough, more thorough than what I just dealt with. Mm-hmm. That's important. I think so. Um, and 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 this this is a topic near and dear to my heart because you know reading usually seven reports a day. To deliver every morning. So you read each one of them. You go through each one of your guys. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's a Not with a fine-tooth comb, but yes, I look at every one, Mm -hmm. and it takes a good bit of time every morning. Um, What I see, the the biggest problem in real estate, from my perspective and my unique lenses, Mm -hmm. is is just going in with no preparation. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, these reports are way longer than they need to be, Mm -hmm. and that can be mitigated. So that's that's why I, I I did design a one hour CE class to kind of raise the bar a little bit mm-hmm. so that you know deals will get to the closing table more frequently and with less sure, struggle. Yeah, that's great. If 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 we could avoid a lot of 
the back and forth. Speaking, and speaking of which, you're, you're actually going to have one of these classes here soon, aren't you? Uh, yes, the, the next one will be on the 30th with mm-hmm. uh, Christian Stayback. We'll be proctoring the class and sponsoring okay. it. Highly recommend that, guys. If you're listening to this, highly recommend it. If you haven't had Aaron do one before, you, you did one for our office, and it was very helpful. Everybody walked away. I felt like empowered with that information. I like to think so. Rather than be at the mercy of the next inspection. And I do these for free because it saves me time in the long run. That's my there thought. you go. <laughs> there you go. I love that. I think you're right. I mean, preparing if for the newer agents that are listening, you know, taking the time to slow down to speed up. That's my I love mm-hmm. when someone taught me mm-hmm. about that, but you know, preparing um, and sometimes we don't want to know and sometimes we hope that it's not caught. You know, sometimes we mm-hmm. did people deal with that, but it, everything gets caught. I mean, listen, we're dealing with clients with the mortgages. Like, they hope that this won't be caught. Like, it will be, right? So, meaning that situation in that house will be, right? So, if we dress right. it now, we can put a plan together. And or we could market that house as a renovation loan, you know, type of home versus just a regular, right? There's other things that we can do if we know that on the upfront. It makes it so much easier um, versus waiting on the on the backside. Because the other thing, too, is your client just falls in love with that home. Mm-hmm. There's so many hearts that are broken. We see that. And or the lender gets really excited because the turn times, we still have to close loans fast, right, with appraisals being. So by the time that your window comes and goes, the lender could already be in the process. And then all of a sudden, this deal dies because, you know, of the inspection, too. So we don't want that to happen either. Right. So being prepared on the upfront. So you shared a checklist here. So what are some things that you could just share with us really fast that you would say you created some great checklists? And we can attach these to the bottom here of our um, podcast as well. So everybody can have those. But yeah. what would you say as a that you would share that's really important on these? Thank you. I've, I've got two checklists. One's a, a pre-listing checklist, and the other's an inspection day checklist. Um, so on on the pre-listing checklist, it's, it's mostly a matter to me of grabbing the low-hanging fruit. Okay. You know, like, let's, let's knock out some really stuff, some really simple things. You know, change the light bulbs and the filters just with cheap stuff. You, you want to put the highest wattage light bulbs you can because it makes the house brighter and it shows better so so you might as well do that okay smoke detector batteries little bitty things you know you can get two nine volt batteries at the dollar tree for a buck (laughs) so um you know when when you're in a house especially it's vacant or it's bank owned and smoke detectors are going off in different rooms that's like uh emotional torture that they use on hostages like to to get people that are holed up out of a building and that's what your listing is like so so you know, change them all. Doesn't matter if they're good or bad or beeping. Change all the batteries in the smoke detectors. Um, cleaning gutters. You know, probably having an HVAC technician come and, and tune up the house. Uh, maybe having a roofer even walk on it for small repairs. Maybe two or three hundred dollars worth of roofing repairs go a really long way. Mm-hmm. When they cut out five to seven comments on an inspection report, mm-hmm. that's money well spent. If you can get a handyman for the day to come in to adjust doors so that they latch properly, mm-hmm. that they don't rub the jam because a door that doesn't latch right or, or it rubs the jam is a sign that there's structural movement. Mm-hmm. So you don't want that. Mm-hmm. And that door has probably been that way for years, guys. Mm-hmm. And it's the, so the little cracks, when it was in their inspection report, when they bought the house five years ago, that there's a crack at that door, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's time to spackle it and paint it because make it go away. Because mm-hmm. when people see it, they think there's movement, active movement in the house. Mm-hmm. 
Same thing with water. To, to be clear, we're not saying to hide problems. Exactly. I don't. I don't promote that at all. Mm-hmm. Just you know, we're talking about a little bit of deferred maintenance. Right. Right. What have you been meaning to do? Um, you know, every house settles a little bit, and and we're okay with that. But buyers have a unique perspective because they're fearful mm-hmm. when they're looking at houses. They're excited, but they're scared. Mm-hmm. And so when they see a water stain, you know, near that dormer, mm-hmm. they think it needs. It, it needs a, a new roof. Right. I mean, maybe that was, you know, six years ago. We sure, had a right. winter storm and an ice mm-hmm. dam, mm-hmm. and those water stains have been there ever since. Mm-hmm. They haven't changed. Um, it's just, just a little bit of pain. It goes away. That fear leaves, too. Sure. Smart. Being proactive instead of reactive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's the moral of the story. And, again, as if you're a newer agent, do try to uh, get your clients to consider what matters most, the bigger items, rather than all the petty things. Because I can promise you, if you ever bring an offer to me, and I know I'm a little on the cynical side, but if you ever bring an offer to one of my listings and there's all you've done is hand off what the inspector has found, you haven't taken the time or, or, or consideration of, look, look let's, let's do focus on the things that matter most, you're probably going to end up alienating the opportunity to, for a smooth transaction, I'm just saying, okay? Because we always want to know, I mean, here's one of the things that I always approach a, a transaction with, and I, I'm not saying I've got all the answers, I promise you, but... Aaron, if if you were or Carrie Ann, if you were an agent, and we were, I would say, Carrie Ann, look, I know you're working on your, your for your client. Yeah, I'm re- working on mine. Yeah, for mine. But let's do something even grander than that. Let's work as the, on the integrity of the transaction, so everybody feels like they win when they walk away. Sure, isn't love that it. a great idea? Yeah, because then because it's all a reflection of who we are in our industry. You know, if they have a bad experience with the termite guy or or the home inspector or the. Um, Whoever, appraiser, whoever, that's all a reflection of us. Mm-hmm. Let's all try to work together for a happy, happy uh, experience. And I think, too, uh, let me ask you. So, like, my air conditioning unit was old, right? Mm-hmm. It was an older air conditioning unit. However, we replaced everything within the air conditioning unit. So, at the end of the day, the only thing that was old was the the case, th- case of it. Yes. Do you know what I'm saying? The serial number. Right. However, <laughs> I didn't think two steps ahead. You're looking at the age of the air conditioning unit. We do. Right? right? So you said that air conditioning unit, I'm just saying, Inspector A said that air conditioning unit was 16 years old, right? Which the case was, but everything else. So I didn't do my due diligence when I should have. If I have that, I should have had the remaining stuff for you to review to know that mm-hmm. everything within it was replaced last year. The you know? transparency is amazing. And that's why I say you should have a technician look at it, tune it up. Then they know the Freon levels are right. They know it's, it's operating optimally. Somebody's basically put their seal of approval on it at that point. And, That's and a big what's one. a tune up? Seventy bucks? Yeah, the HVAC system is a big one. It, it, well they it wanted really ten thousand dollars to replace it right. when mm-hmm. even though we did replace it, it right? It was already replaced, yeah. you know, but they saw because as the inspector references the age. So little things like that mm-hmm. we just don't think because we don't live your your world, you know, th- that we should know and reference all this stuff on the upfront. But those little things can help save a deal for sure. Definitely. Aaron, how do folks get a hold of you to make sure that they uh, reach out to uh, Tennessee Home Inspectors? How do we they are, get, how do they get a hold we're of really easy to find. You can Google us. We're on Facebook. Um, getaninspector.com is our website. Getaninspector.com. That's Get easy. An inspector. Mm-hmm. Okay. But how about a phone number? Uh, 615-905-6308. And one of the reasons why I like using you guys is because you have, what do you have now, four or five inspectors? There's five guys five. and me. And you. Okay. And we've got a trainee. So it's really, it's really nice that you have the flexibility of being able to meet those time constraints, you know? It's important. I like that. Yeah. Got to keep things moving fast. 
That's awesome. wonderful. Well, thank you. It's always a pleasure having you. And again, for all those real estate agents that don't know Aaron, he's a huge supporter of our local real estate community, always willing to go the extra step. Like he said, he's teaching a class on the 30th for free, um, all about learning more about inspections. They get one CE credit, you said? They get one hour. I love it's, that. It's basically about, you know, consider your inspector. Make his job easy. Make sure he can get to the places that he needs to get to. I'll tell you what those places are in the class. Yes. And, you know, it takes a village to close a transaction of finding the Amen. right inspector is Amen. part of of that. So definitely go out and do that. Thank you again for listening to this week's Talk of Music City. We'll see you again next week. <laughs>